if you're in the mix and you feel cut out, left out, don't know what to do, now more than ever, there are so many resources for us dads in groups, whether it's Facebook groups, whether it's there's books that are written specifically for us by us. And there's no excuse to not educate yourself on what it means to be a father. Welcome to The Art of Fatherhood, a podcast that takes you on the journey of fatherhood. Now here's your host, Art Eddy. This week's The Art of Fatherhood podcast is being brought to you by Music and Arts. Music and Arts is kicking off their new year by celebrating the next generation of musicians during new student days. It's the perfect place to get your child's musical journey started. A few years ago, we signed our daughter for saxophone lessons with Music and Arts, and the difference it has made for her has been life-changing. Beyond learning her new favorite instrument, she's more confident, becoming a strong leader at school, and is more excited than ever to try new things. She's even picked up the tuba. The best parts about Lessons with Music and Arts is their flexible scheduling options for our busy family and the custom learning plans their expert instructors create for each student to learn at their own pace while having fun every step of the way. Encourage your child's potential during new student days at your local Music and Arts store on January 14th and 21st and see what it's like to be a Lessons student. You'll meet expert instructors, tour the Lessons studios, take a free group guitar class, and get exclusive giveaways from our friends over at Dodario when you sign up for lessons. Save your spot now by visiting musicandarts.com slash newstudentdays and RSVP for new student days this January 14th or 21st. That's musicandarts.com slash newstudentdays. What's going on, everybody? Already here for another edition of the Art of Fatherhood podcast. I'm very happy to have this guy. We're going to be talking about fatherhood, his career, and his new show on Disney, none other than Justin Guarini. Thanks for taking the time, sir. How you doing? Hey, thanks, man. I'm doing really well. I'm doing very well. And I am, I got to tell you, I am super impressed by your Star Wars collection and your Mortal Kombat and the NBA Jam. That is, that my man, I want to come over and play those. Anytime, man. Anytime you're in North Carolina, stop on by, man. Cool. <laughs> Before we talk about Super Kitties and your great career, let's talk a little bit about fatherhood, man. And yeah. I think, obviously, if people follow you on social media, they know you love being a dad. Take yeah. me back when you found out you were going to be a dad. What was going through your mind, sir? Oh, my goodness. I mean, uh, no one's ever prepared, right? But I remember being in the the room and seeing the ultrasound and being like, wait, oh, wait a minute. That, that's a boy, as we find out that it's a boy, right? I'm like, wait, what's that? Oh, I guess. And I was so excited because I've always wanted a son. And the fact that I was having one just blew my mind. And at the same time, it was also wild to me because when he was born, I mean, he's like my mini me. And so every single time we put the baby pictures together and we look exactly like, and every single time I walk past the the crib or walk past him in the, you know, with the little the baby seat, you know, it just was like, oh. And yet it, it just was one of those things where for me, I loved getting up with him in the middle of the night. Like I loved changing the diaper in the middle. Like it's just, it's something about just the just. I want to hold him close. I'm I'm that way with both of my boys actually, um, kind of like moms are with their sons. And so for me, it was just amazing. And so being a father in general um, to three kids, my stepdaughter who's now almost eighteen. Oh, I came into her life when she was two and then having a a 11 year old boy who was tweening hard 
and a nine-year-old uh, boy who is a, just an artist and has huge feelings way beyond his years is is both exhausting and exciting. Love it, man. Yeah, and I, kudos to you. Uh, I did the same thing. We have two daughters, my wife and I, and anytime during you know the, the time we weren't getting any sleep, we had to change diapers. Like The routine was I get up, change the diaper, whether it was bad, good, or ugly, whatever the case may be, yeah. stug a little bit, then give to my wife, and then – on the occasions I kind of go back down, but I'm listening to like hear the sounds if they're going, if something's going to happen in the diaper region, right? You're like, I gotta get back up before we put her back down, right? How old are your kids? They're 14 and 12. Yeah, you know what's crazy? I, my wife and I, we didn't like sleep for two years because my first son had like a floppy larynx and GERD oh. and he had all this stuff. So he'd wake up in the middle of the night and couldn't breathe at certain points. So like we were on high alert all the time. And I now look at parents and I think you have it so lucky because they have like a sock that you can put on your child that will go with an app where you can like monitor oxygen levels and temperature and everything. And I'm thinking like, <laughs> really, if we'd had that and like the baby seat that kind of like rocks them and said and like this, all this cool stuff that we never had. And I hate feel I hate sounding like the old man, but I'm just like, oh, if we'd had that, I'd, I'd have a few less gray hairs, man. I, I feel you. I got no hair because I'm all bald. So like, I, I, I think parenting just definitely took some of my uh, hair away. But like, you know, like in all honesty, yeah, because you know, I'm sorry that what you had to go through with your with your oldest son. But like, I remember when we first put our daughters into the crib, both babies, not just my first one, but when it was just them by themselves in their own room, like you just kind of tap their like feel their chest, like Are you breathing? Yeah. You okay? Good. Are you good. So yeah, having these apps, like you have. Everyone now has got Tony Stark tech. <laughs> We're like, For and real? you know what? I bet our parents would be like, okay, shut up. <laughs> oh, truly, truly. Cause that's like cloth diapers. And like, you know, that was, ugh. we at oh least had the incline, right? That would kind of keep the baby in place. <laughs> the wedge. Yeah. The wedge. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. But what I love doing, I loved because my, my son, the only way he could sleep and the only way for the first six months of his life that we felt secure was I got into like the lounger, Barker lounger chair. And I used, I used either uh, whatever that wrap thing was or straight up like uh, a, um, a tie for like a robe, like a bathrobe. And I would like tie him to my chest and I would have to sit up in this up. I still have neck. I have a herniated disc in my neck <laughs> doing this. And we would have to sit in this. I would have to sit in the semi upright position and he would be on my chest all night long. But that being said, as challenging as that was, it is made for such a bond between the two of us, yeah. you know? And it's just like, so for all the, all the challenges that have been, there's been some definite like amazing things, especially as they get older and they understand more and more. So. No doubt, man. Besides hard work, right? And I'm probably going to put a couple of values I'm going to speak for you, and then you can actually tell mm -hmm. me the real, like the values you're looking to instill into your kids as they're growing yeah. up. But hard work is one thing, but also too, like just seeing your career, I, you also give back. Like you share mm -hmm. parts of your career, you share singing, you share, you know, your music and all that other stuff with people, mm -hmm. and like kind of your creative process, but also tips of the trade. So. Yeah. Hard work and, and paying it forward, I guess, for some of the values. But talk us about some of the other values you were sure. looking to instill into your kids. Well, I'm just moving it. I mean, it's like I don't feel old by any stretch of the imagination, but I just realized after 20 years of having the privilege of being at a high level in the entertainment business, I just feel this desire for like legacy because I had this really awful experience 
in my Broadway career where I auditioned for a really popular show and they strung me along for three months, wasted my time, my energy, my money and everything. At the very end of it, after I had left it all on the field for three months, I had to bug my agent to bug the casting director, to bug the producers to get an answer. And they came back with no, full stop. Now look, in the entertainment business, we hear no all the time, right? Okay, get it. A lot of, in, in life, we hear no all the time. But the fact that I had gone through and jumped through every hoop, the ones that were on fire, the ones that were iced, the ones that were greased, I jumped through every hoop, that, and then they would come back and say no and give me no feedback, give me nothing to be able to grow with, nothing to be able to take away, made me question whether or not I should be in this business at all. And then once I got over my ego and got over myself, I realized, oh my goodness, if they can do this to me, I mean, I'm not top of the pops, but I'm also not beginning either. Yeah. If they can do this to me, who's somewhere in the middle, imagine what they're doing to people who start out. Imagine what they're doing to people who have had a little bit of success and are trying to move to that next level in the business. And so I wrote a book called Audition Secrets. I mentor and I teach and I want to be open and I want to be vulnerable about the good, the bad and everything in between in this business. Um, because I think the more, I, I wish I was armed with that information, whether it was from American Idol or Broadway or you know working with Disney or working in film or working in other television. Um, had I been armed with that information, I would have made different mistakes but maybe not some of the mistakes that I made, right? And so that's why I love being open and vulnerable um, and sharing as much as I can about the business because it is a, um, it's a grind. And what I love to say, if you want to talk about, you know, more specifically the things I like to talk about um, when it comes to the things instill in my students, I'm like, look, what you have to realize is that this business, the entertainment business, the podcast business, the whatever, the all of it. It's cyclical. It comes around and around and around. But if you want to have success truly in this business and probably any other business, but especially in the entertainment business, you have to be willing to stay in the game. That's the hardest thing for people to do. You got to stay in the game. You have to do good work, meaning don't just take anything. Do good work that matters and be kind. Those three things, if you can stay in the game, be kind and do good work, the business will always come back around to you. It might not be the heights of the first season of American Idol where I was being watched by 30 million live viewers. And I've never had that since, but Broadway has come back around to me. I get to play this crazy little character called Little Sweet for Dr. Pepper, right? I get to be the voice of Cat Burglar, uh, uh, the cutest little villain ever on Disney's Super Kitties, right? And I get to do all these things and it keeps coming back around. And then I get to teach people about auditioning, about performing. And so um, that's it for me. Those, those, that's really in a, in a long story longer. That's uh, really just, that's, that's what I love to really nail down with people. It's like, it's cyclical. Just be kind, do good work and stay in the game because it'll come back around to you. That's great. But I'm guessing also, too, those are the values you also are looking to instill into your kids, though, too. I mean, those sure. are great for both, right? Yeah, especially kindness, because, man, I look, my boys and I, when we were growing up, we'd make fun of one another. But it's a whole nother level now. Again, I have a nine-year-old son, an 11-year-old son, and a soon-to-be 18-year-old daughter. And the 
things that they will say to one another online, the things that they are sometimes influenced by online and that they watch and the it's, it's a whole nother level. So I think of those three things that I want to instill my, in my children, it's kindness, right? It's one thing to make fun of your boys, right? There's, there's something, especially for men, right? Part of the psychological reason why we make fun of one another is to help us to deal with the rejection from women, if that is the way you choose to love, right? It, 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 to deal with the re rejection in relationships is probably a more inclusive way to put that. But so, you know, like, I get it. But, ooh, when my oldest goes after my youngest, I don't play any of that. I mean, like just the mean, and so I tell them, it's like, you know, my father said to me, or actually my, my great grandfather said to my father, who then said to me, something that I now say to my children. And it's this, it's that the bottom wasn't made for you. And what they mean by that, and what I mean by that is that, you know, you aren't meant to be one of these bottom feeding, trollish, unkind, unhappy, unsuccessful people. You were born, and I say this just for my family, and, and, and excluding no other families, but you were born into a family of people who set a certain standard, who desire to live a certain way, who want to be creators, not just takers, but creators, and influence in a positive way. And that bottom-feeding, trolling, mean for the sake of being mean, that's not meant for you. And you're not going to be that period. Love it. Yeah. I love that. And in the, in the fact too, it's like, it's easy to be a keyboard gangster, but would you say to someone right face to face, right? Probably not. I've had to say that to my 11 year old. I'm like, someone's going to hit you in the mouth. <laughs> I'm like, somebody's going to, if you keep on like that, someone is going to sock you in the mouth and you can either listen to me and learn it the easy way by me saying son, <laughs> Or you can let, and he's going to learn it the hard way. He's, you, you know, you know, you're going to learn it the hard way when somebody, you know, hits you in the face. <laughs> so it's your choice. You, get, you give, because you have life experience. And I think as a, as a parent, we realize our parents or our grandparents were saying things or our mentors were saying things, not so we could just roll our eyes. But it's funny, if you coach your kid's team in anything, whether it's obviously sports and other, other aspects, but like I remember coaching my kid's, they wouldn't listen to me. They listen to the other coach. And I'm like, I said the exact same. Oh, wait a minute. It's coming from someone else. Okay, yeah. cool. <laughs> that's it. And that's so true. It's so true. And that's fine. You know, yeah. it's good. As long as they listen to it is what matters to me. At first I was hurt. <laughs> At first I was hurt. Like everybody's hurt. Like I've been, I've been telling you that a million times. But then you're like, okay, wait, I understand. They're going to get it. I planted the seed, but somebody else is going to come along and water it. And then they're going to be able to run with it. So, yeah. So good. Okay, and kind of flipping the script on that, right? Yeah. So we, we're trying to instill things into our kids. Mm -hmm. What is something that your kids either taught you about yourself or about life that maybe you didn't know was there until you became a dad? Wow. Um, I have recognized over the past 18 years of having children that they come into this world to push every single button you try and hide. Everything that I've ever not wanted to deal with on a emotional, spiritual, physical level, they have come to expose <laughs> and, and call me to, to task for it, right? And so I've learned more about myself and more about the, the things that I've been trying to avoid 
right? Like, and, and especially when it comes to conflict resolution, when it comes to um, realizing that, oh, wait, I am their best example of what it means to be a man for my for my uh, sons. And I am the best example of what it means to be a man that you can love or a loving man for my daughter, if that is the way she chooses to love, right? And so that's the biggest thing where I realize, oh, those little things that I just, the things that I say, the things that I do, I am their best example. I am their greatest example. And, and it's forced me <laughs> to really like up my game and to be a better person and not just a good man, uh, flaws and all, but to be good at being a man. Well said, man. Love that. I feel like you can answer this question. And I, this, this is a new question just in, in the sense because I'm talking to you and I know music sure. is huge sure. uh, in, in your life. And I, just in the sense of like, I've noticed my, my youngest, she's playing, like my, my oldest, she's in choir, she's in theater and she sings. Awesome. She's going to be in the musical. My youngest is, plays the saxophone. Just for yeah. someone who is a lover of music and appreciates and obviously is their craft, whether it's playing an instrument or singing, how do you feel music is important to a child's development? It is one of the most important things to childhood development. Um, and it is something that I've campaigned for. I've gone to Capitol Hill and I've talked to our legislators about keeping music programs in our schools, making sure that we fund music programs. Why? Something as simple as choir. When you're sitting there, you're looking at notes, you're reading music, you're in a group of people. What does it teach you? Well, I mean, just counting one to four, one to six, four to three, whatever the time signature is, there's your math right there. Learning different languages, learning different pronunciations. There's literature, reading, English right there. You want to talk about the social interaction that happens in choir. A choir is a bunch of voices coming together to be one. More often than not, people from completely disparate backgrounds coming together to form one group that delivers one piece of music, one piece of art, right? There's so many things that just being a part of choir alone and then learning an instrument you want to talk about hand eye coordination right you want to talk about again understanding how to fit into a system right there's so many that we could talk forever about it but at the end of the day it is just a different way that your brain works and yet it is applicable to all the other what we call stem right all the other stem parts of education yeah. and so as you can tell, I'm a little bit passionate about it. But I love it. Yeah, no, I, I love it. That's great. That's why I asked you the question because yeah. I think music is important. And I think yeah. you're and the good source for, to tell do. parents that. <laughs> yeah. And even if it's not something that you do, you can always, if for nothing else, you learn something about yourself. And maybe you're exposed to a piece of music that inspires something else or maybe you're exposed to a language that you end up falling in love with right a lot of a lot of great music is written in italian or german or in spanish or even in hebrew you you know when the when the um uh holidays come around i mean there are people who 
have never uh, understood Kwanzaa, but been in a choir. And because it's an inclusive school, an inclusive program, they're not only singing things from, you know, the Christmas carols, but they're singing things from Kwanzaa, singing things from, uh, um, from Hanukkah and yep. from uh, various other religions, right? And Diwali, things like that. So it's, um, it's vital. It's funny least. you say that because my oldest, who's in high school, their choir teacher and the person that he created the performance and all that, he had all those different songs from the different holidays, and I love it. And yeah, yeah. I think there's so many different things that come from it. One more question before we kind of get into Super Kitties and, and yeah. your career. Yeah. Dad hack or piece of advice? I mean, a lot of people listening to this, our conversation about father, they can take nuggets from what you're saying hmm. as a piece of advice, especially like dad's whatever relationship you're in, help with the diaper. Totally understand. I feel you. You've been there. I've been there. But is there right. a dad hack or a piece of advice you'd offer to new dads? I think the best piece of advice is, well, two, do everything you can to get on the same page with your partner. I have seen and heard about, and understandably so, not faulting anyone, you know, we as men can check out when things get overwhelming because look it, it is a challenge to be a i mean i gotta be careful how i say this but like it's a challenge obviously to be a woman in in this day and age it's also challenging to be a man in this day and age um and i think men in general are in general and this is a very broad brush stroke we are going through a transition of breaking old world beliefs old world habits, old world relationship dynamics. And that can be a challenge for a lot of us, right? Because we were raised by a certain kind of man, right? And they were raised by a certain kind of man before them and so on and so forth. And so in this interesting, very sensitive time that we live in, uh, it can be easy to just check out and say, I don't get any of this. I can't, I, uh, I, this, uh, I don't know how to do this. But getting on the same page with your partner, knowing, as the book says, what to expect when you're expecting is so vital before. But if you're in the mix and you feel cut out, left out, don't know what to do, now more than ever, there are so many resources for us dads in groups, whether it's Facebook groups, whether it's there's books that are written specifically for us by us. And there's no excuse to not educate yourself on what it means to be a father in 2023. Well, there are so many people who've had to wing it. There's so many people who have just been like uh, left to their own devices, but there is no excuse to not be the kind of dad that you want to be, the kind of dad that you never had, the kind of dad that you've always dreamed of being now, because it just takes a little bit of education and it takes getting on the same page with your partner. Neither of which are easy, by the way, Yep. but we don't get into the parent business because it's easy. We get into the parent business because we want to either do better than our parents did because we want to expand our, our influence, our reach. We want to know that we want to increase our love, right? Maybe we don't think about it these kinds of ways, but subconsciously it's, it's, we're designed to multiply, to increase and, and to have dominion, right? If you want to take it really from a biblical sense, you know, we are, we are, 
as human beings given the directive to have dominion over this earth, right? And to multiply. And so <laughs> while it's difficult, no matter what you do, educating yourself and getting on that same page is, is huge and will save you so much trouble down the line. 100% agree. New dads, make sure you're on the same page. can be from changing diapers to one of the questions my wife and I had in our pre-Cana class while we were getting married. It's like, allowance for kids? I was like, oh yeah, sure. I got an allowance. But I was like, no. And it's like, what? Yeah. We had this great conversation yeah. and all that other stuff. So yeah, 100%, be on the same page. 100%. And there's so many, like even for allowance at this, yeah. this uh, I don't know if you care because I don't, I don't, I'm not promoting it, but like there's this green light card yep. right like this thing and like i can give my nine-year-old like a debit card that they can go use and tap somewhere and i have and it teaches them they can i mean there's so many things yep. and so there's no excuse for uh, uh being lost other than wanting to be lost as a new dad because there are so many resources for every i don't care what what part of the political spectrum you fall on, what part of the uh, um, uh, relationship or, or how you love, whatever that may be, there is a resource out there for you. You just must make the effort to look. Well said. Well said, Justin. Yeah. Uh, congrats on your role. As you, said, as you mentioned, Cat Burglar and Super yeah. Kitties on Disney Channel. Yeah. Talk about how you got in involved in this show and how you prepared for this character. Sir. You know, and it's so crazy. I've grown up loving Disney cartoons. The Sword in the Stone is my favorite Disney cartoon. And one of the reasons why I love it is because Arthur gets to be all these different animals and he gets to experience the world from so many different perspectives. And I feel like my career has been kind of like Arthur's journey in The Sword in the Stone. I've gotten to do so many different things from American Idol to hosting live red carpets uh, for the Emmys, the Grammys, all that other stuff from Broadway, Little Sweet. And, and now being able to be a voice in a Disney cartoon is like a dream come true. So the way I prepared for it is how I now prepare for everything since Little Sweet. I walked into the audition for Little Sweet and I just said, you know what? For the first time, I'm just going to have fun. I don't know what's going to happen. I'm going to let go of the outcome. I'm not going to try and think, oh, I got to get this job. Although I, I was like, oh, my God, I want this job. But I put it <laughs> aside and I was just like, let me just have fun. And when I had fun, that's when magic happened. I didn't know what was going to happen. I didn't care what was going to happen. And the same thing with the audition for uh, the Disney cartoon. I just was like, here's this little cat. He is a Disney villain, right? And yet he has this heart of gold. He does all the wrong things for the right reasons. He apologizes in the end. But at the end of the day, he just like everybody else wants to get his needs met and he just wants to feel good about himself. And, and I just wanted to have fun with it. And so I just played. And even now, as we record episodes, they say, okay, great. Uh, go. And I try the line. We go line by line or paragraph by paragraph. And I just play. I have fun. And I do it three different, four different ways. And I don't know what's going to come out. I don't know which word I'm going to hit. But I sit there and I stay in the moment and, and I play. And I think it helps the character to shine. And I see that with all the other uh, uh, cats in Kitty Dale. Um, it just is vibrant and it's fun. And the kids are amazing. And I get to work with you know wonderful people like uh, James Iglehart. And like it, it's just it's a dream come true, to say the very least. Love it, man. That's awesome. And I, I love the fact you said just have fun with it. It's it's easier said than done. I get sure. it. Whether you're, you know, especially telling your kids like, you know, 
I have this experience, you know, as much as you are like trying out for this or trying out for that, just have fun with it. Okay, dad, sure, whatever. But like, <laughs> that is good advice. And I love yeah. that. What do you, and, I, and I, what I love about getting a chance to interview people who do, do Disney projects, because I feel like the shows have value, the shows have meaning, yeah. and, and it's a great way, especially when my kids were young, we'd watch, you know, different shows together on Disney, and we talk about like the meaning, yes. or like, why'd you like this character? This character's yeah. kind of acting weird, right? So these are great conversation starters for these shows. What do you hope people will take away from this? Um, you know, I really hope that people will take away the fact that, you know, from Cat Burglar's perspective, that it's okay to make mistakes. In a world now, which is like, we're afraid in school. My, my kids are afraid in school sometimes to raise their hand because they don't want to get the wrong answer. And in, in a world that's increasingly sensitive to the wrong answer, whatever that may be today, tomorrow, or, or <laughs> in the future, I think it's important to know that it's okay to make a mistake. And when Cat Burglar goes and he takes something that he shouldn't take, at the end of the day, he always returns it. He always apologizes and he takes responsibility for his mistake. Mm. And that I think is one of the things from Cat Burglar's perspective. I mean, that's not, not to speak for the entire series itself because the entire series itself is just so much fun. It's inspiring. It's, it's just every single kitty has its own superpower, just like every single child has that own thing that's special about them. Right. And so I just, but I, what I want to get across is that like, it's okay to make mistakes, but it's also important to take responsibility for it and to learn from it. Nice. Uh, one, two more questions before we finish yeah, off with the father quick five for, for you guys, especially, you know, now day and age, everyone's kind of busy. I'm a mm -hmm. big fan of voice actors. And I felt like before the pandemic, everyone would get in a room together. Are you guys getting in a room together? Or are you just doing stuff separately? You know what? I actually sit right here. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I sit right here in my office with this bad boy, the uh, the the tried and true, and uh, and I'll look at monitor over here, monitor over here, and we'll zoom just like this, and I'll put the um, uh, the sides and the script over here, and we'll just go for it. Nice. You know, and I'll have my I have a, a little roadcaster here, and you know, just kind of, uh, and so <laughs> right, I'll I'll give myself that applause every once in a while just to kind of you know fluff my feathers, uh, and and that's it, and it's really just it's 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 fun, it's yeah. really super fun, and yeah, I mean it's a bummer that we can't all be in the same room, but we can all just be in the same space and, and it's awesome. And, and the way technology is now, and, and especially when it comes to auditions and other performances, I can sit here in my hometown and I don't have to go to a studio in New York or sometimes I'll have to go to a studio in, in Philly if we're gonna do some special music and things like that for, for projects, but I don't have to fly to, I don't fly anywhere. I can do it right here, just like you can do it right yeah. there yeah. in the comfort of your. What's that game behind you? What's the game? Of course, Star Wars. Like, of course, Star Wars. Um, yes. Yeah, one so more question before the father that's, quick that's five, though. I, again, really appreciate everything. Of course. Um, from American Idol, Broadway, TV, Little Sweet, you know, and obviously Super Kitties and stuff like that. Um, maybe not Super Kitties because this is right in the moment, but is there like a role or something that you. I mean, man, that one where you were like three months and they were like dragging you along and saying no mm -hmm. and just like talk about a game of cat and mouse, right? But like, is there a role or something that you achieved that you felt really 
happy or proud about just where you were at in your career and you're like, yes, just because, I mean, there's so many different things you could probably go and answer, but is there one that just stands out because what it meant to you at that point in your career? Really? It's funny that we're doing this show, but it's becoming a dad. Really? That's it. I mean, I have, and he's sitting right over here. I have an awesome dad and I also have an awesome stepdad, right? I've had these wonderful men in my life um as as my father figures and to know that however imperfectly they raised me to be who i am and that i get to then however imperfectly raise my sons and my daughter is awesome it really is super awesome and it just and the reason why and how that ties into my career is that, you know, you're going and you're going and you're doing all this stuff and I'm 22 years old and I'm on American Idol and I'm in front of 30 million live viewers and blah, 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 blah. And, you know, all this stuff, this stuff, this stuff. And you, eventually I recognize that it's just stuff. It's just stuff. And the fame only gets you so far. And the money, as great as it is, it only gets you so far. And the cars and the clothes and the blah, 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 only gets you so far. And yet when i became a dad it was like oh all this stuff that i'm doing actually has a purpose that goes beyond me beyond my lifetime and what i do in my career the choices that i make in my career are going to affect my children right the time i spend with them uh the the relationship i have with them and the choices that i make for my projects uh, are have the ability to affect other children right and so being a part of super kitties is awesome for me because i know that young kids who are growing up like the the thing in the device in hand right like the the borg generation (laughs) is growing up it's serious man you know it and that i'll i'll at least be a part of something that's positive that that has positive influence, positive impact that teaches kindness, that teaches friendship, resilience, problem solving, right? Uh, and, and responsibility. Um, that's big for me. Such an awesome answer. Thank you very much for your time. We're going to finish yeah. off with Father Quick Five. Favorite family movie? Do you guys have one? Favorite family movie? Oh my goodness. Uh, it was um, oh, 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 it was the one, was it Coco? Is it the the Disney oh, yeah. one with the little boy with the guitarist, right? Yep. Coco, yep. Yeah. yeah, that's it. That's the one. We all sat around and cried to that one. <laughs> favorite, and this is like favorite band or artist you couldn't wait to introduce your kids to. Oh man, wow, that's a tough one. Um, I couldn't wait to introduce. Oh my goodness, I just my favorite band or artist that I couldn't wait to introduce them to. Okay, so it seems like you have a lot that you like really enjoyed. Is let's flip the script. Is there something that because your kids are at the age where they're like, "Hey, Dad, check this out." Like, is there a band or an artist that they showed you? You're like, "Oh, this is pretty cool." Oh my goodness. Well, you know what? Okay, I'll say that, and it's not the end all be all, but I loved my nine year old is like into way not say way out there music, but like he's he's like getting into this sort of like progressive house sort of like phase, and I'm like. 
dude, and like sort of like the anime music and stuff yeah. like that. He's like way into that. He's like playing. He's like, look, check this out, dad. And he plays me Sonic the Hedgehog, like background music. And I'm like, I've heard it and it's awesome. And, and so I'm like, hey, so I, I showed him Flying Lotus the other day and i was like check this album out cosmo grandma flying lotus you're gonna love it and it's like totally out there but he digs it and then this morning <laughs> this morning to wake them up because they were like being a little bit sluggish like that and i love to joke around with him uh i was playing uh, mark anthony contra la corriente it was against the current and so like uh like that like just beautiful latin music and stuff like that so i like to just like kind of give them a smattering of all kinds nice. of stuff but i would say okay I'll, I'll answer your question the artist that i loved introducing them to stevie wonder oh great great oh man yeah i love that my youngest loves she's an old soul and she loves all that music i remember i played the gap band for her and she's like i love this. yes awesome. yes good for you bless you for bringing that music back into their existence which is another thing just really quick i loved about american idol being on that first season there yes. was so much music that kids or people of a certain generation hadn't heard that we were singing we were singing like burt Bacharach, yeah. and there were like 10 and 11 year olds like i mean like right like burt Bacharach, who were like yeah like getting down to burt Bacharach. so anyway yeah. nice describe the perfect family vacation where would it be uh the perfect family vacation would ultimately be something where we can integrate uh, a theme park mm. or like a sort of like a tropical thing with a theme park um, and I know those exist that's it where we can both have like the fun the nature and also the the thing where and I've, I've had one of the perfect family vacations we went to a place in Mexico where we could have all that stuff the horseback riding it wasn't a theme park but it was a great beach great everything and there was a place for the children to go and hang out with other kids and it wasn't just like a just drop them off and like who cares what you do like it was planned it was really cool stuff that kept them engaged yeah. so that then we could because you know you take a vacation with your family you need a vacation from the vacation it's, yep. a vacation it's a vacation for them and and so that for me would be it to go back to a place where we can have theme parks nature and also like a place where they could go chill so that my wife and i could go get massages or just sleep well done um is there a per but there's a lot but is there a person you love to work with on your next project whether it's musically oh my show wise or whatever wow oh my goodness that's a yeah there's a lot for my next project um i would love to work uh in production actually um as a matter of fact later on this month i'm gonna go pitch a couple of shows i that that's my thing now it's like i love being in front of the camera i love being on the stage i love being behind the microphone like this but i also really have some fun ideas about producing and um creating some shows um as well because again that's that that's that next sort yep. of level where you're just leveling up and, and moving into a position of a production and control and being able to create the narrative that hopefully will make a positive impact love it and lastly top three words you hope your kids would use to describe you as a dad what would you want them to be Oh man, fun, loving, and adventurous. Oh, love it. Great three words right there. People, make sure you follow Justin on Twitter and Instagram at Justin Guarini. Check out the show Super Kitties on Disney Channel, Disney Junior, Disney Plus, wherever you can find it. Really appreciate your time. I know uh, we kind of went over their time, but no I wish you nothing but continue, you and your family continued success. Yeah. And thanks again, man. Thanks, Art. I appreciate you so much, man. I appreciate what you're doing for dads, too. Thank you. Appreciate it. 
I want to thank Music and Arts for sponsoring this week's episode of the Art of Fatherhood podcast. I really appreciate what they're doing to help my child gain more confidence, learn an instrument, and just enjoy life. And I see the passion that she has through her music lessons and also playing the saxophone and now tuba. Your kids will appreciate it and you will appreciate it as well. So go to musicarts.com. And while you're online, please rate, subscribe, and review to the Art of Fatherhood podcast. Check out the Art of Fatherhood website at artoffatherhood.net. You'll see the podcast. You'll see the Dad's Doing It Right columns, the collector of the week. I talk all things about pop culture, parenting tips, all that good stuff. Or feel free to just leave comments over at my website. I'd greatly appreciate it. Thanks for listening to the Art of Fatherhood podcast. Leave a review wherever you listen to podcasts and go to artoffatherhood.net.